We back. We back. Back at it again. Back, back, back again. Bet you thought you're going to be waiting until October for an episode. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Could have happened, but it didn't. Didn't happen. No. Mm-hmm. We are back at it again. Simon, what is on your mind uh, this fine day? We're recording on a Monday. The weekend just happened. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Uh, climate change, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, anything in particular about climate change? No. It's always on my mind. Can I just say, yeah. and this is probably, like, I, this is very out of touch, or I don't really even know, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even realize that Hurricane Ida, or was it Ida? Ida, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Hurricane Ida was a thing until, uh-huh. like, it was, like, this morning, there was, like, oh, yeah, all of uh, New Orleans, the power is up. Must not have a New York Times subscription. I don't. I don't. But I do actually want to get one pretty much exclusively for the crosswords. Those are popular. I I was at a concert <laughs> this last weekend with uh, Friends of the Pod, Brandon and Alex. Hello, hello. Um, and I remember we were like, I, I think it might have been, there's this middle set by like, I don't even know, it was Lewis the Child was the headliner, Elderbrook was like the mid-opener, and then there was a a mid-mid-opener that was like between Lewis and Elderbrook. Yeah. Uh Say so not, or say not so, I don't know, but it was like, just not our vibe. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't sound the way you were leading up to that. Uh Uh-uh. And I remember Brandon at one point pulled out his phone and did a New York Times crossword. That sounds like Brandon. Very Brandon. Very Brandon. <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, overall, it was a super fun show. Um, yeah, you got to go to Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Um, what I will say is, I I think when we arrived, we, we were, it became very apparent that we were in the top quartile of age. Oh my God. That doesn't get better. That's not going to get better. It's not going to get way. better. But, yeah. like, it was, like, not, it was not just the age thing. Uh-huh. It was, like, a culture thing. Uh-huh. Like, and I don't mean this in, like, any offense at all. It, uh-huh. Aliv- it looked like Olivia Rodrigo music videos. Like, that's, I, I, I thought that, like, that was just kind of her fun thing. Or, like, that was, like, a peek, peek into Gen Z. But, like, they took it up a notch. There, yeah. there was many bucket hats. Oh my god. You, they were all wearing those pencil sunglasses, mama. <sighs> I fucking hate a bucket hat. I'm sorry. And, and I actually, like, I'm starting to think they're cute. I'm, going, I'm, I'm, like, joining in on the party. I hate it. I do love a teeny sunglass, though. The teeny sunglass, I, I, I don't know. Do. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, a part of me is like, just maybe I shouldn't like grab onto this, um, yeah. this trend. I can maybe I just continue to wear classic t-shirts and <laughs> just ride that wave that way. Because I don't. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna look like a buffoon. It's easy to get drawn in by those Gen Z fashions. You just want to belong with the youth, you, you know. You do. You do. You know. Um, I have a feeling that that. Uh, feeling is is going to get worse very quickly, um, and it was happening. <coughs> it was happening very, very early for me, particularly when I went to go see Lana Del Rey. I really felt old. Yeah, I. I guess I just didn't realize that Louis the Child is as much of a Gen Z. Mm-hmm band as they yeah. are they were yeah. um they're very young right 
Lose a child? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, maybe. I just remember seeing them at the Armory, and it looked like a couple of teenagers up there bopping around on stage. That was, okay, that was the other thing, too, is Red Rocks is, like, just a different concert experience yeah. than Armory. Right. Armory, I'm hardly paying attention to what's going on on stage. Mm. I'm paying attention to, like, well, I do love watching all the fun lasers and lights. Don't oh, yeah. get me wrong. Absolutely. I love all that shit. Mm-hmm. But you're also there to just be dancing with your friends to the music, and it's For like, sure. and because there's like the different like steps going up in the whole thing, mm-hmm. you can't really people don't cluster in the same way. Okay. Because you'd risk falling over, you know. <laughs> you'd risk falling down the the yeah. step, you know. Yeah. You just keep yeah. going, falling down. Uh-huh. But so it was. I mean, it was overall it was an okay show. I would want to go see like someone like Brandy Carlisle there. Uh huh. Okay. That would be like. So perfect, just singer-songwriter, hearing her voice, like, echo through the, the rocks, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a show there? You know, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you have I connections really, now? I really want to. I really want to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, well. Oh, well. Someday. Um, so, this week, for in terms of what we're reviewing, mm-hmm. um, it turns out that... So I, there actually probably was something a little bit closer to what we usually review that we could have reviewed, which was, um, gosh, who was it? Um, Churches just put out a new album. Oh, yeah. Which okay. probably would have been a little bit more of, like, where we normally go. Sure. But you know what? Sometimes it's fun to, to take a, a little venture off the beaten path and do something that's... Yeah. I think... I think um, what, what, what was the term you used when you first listened to it, Simon? Like... Um, Straight dick energy, or something. it's straight man energy. Straight man energy. Sometimes you gotta listen to the artists that are a little more straight by man energy. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, we knew the kids would be talking about this album because mm-hmm. um, a certain artist that is always seeming to pop up on this podcast, Taylor Swift, is featured on a couple songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're reviewing uh, Big Red Machine's new album. Yeah. Um, the album's name is. How long do you think it's going to last? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Aaron, do you think they have a big Gen Z following? Not at all. You don't think? Well, you know what? You know what? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I would think that is because if you have the Taylor Swift exposure, right. this is probably like the people that, that want to kind of veer off further into the indie like s- sound. Into the woods, like folklore. It's a great, it's a great transition for you to go in there. You can be like, I actually like this kind of music, mm. you know. Yeah. And I could see the Gen Z people being. I mean, I was into that when I was in my my youth. Of course. You know. Um, so for those that don't know, um, Big Red Machine is um, a a collaboration project between um, Boney Bears, Justin Vernon. Is it Vernon? Is that how you say it? I'm gonna guess Vernon. Vernon. And uh, Aaron Dessner, um, who did most of uh, Evermore and Folklore with Taylor Swift, but also is one of the musicians on The National. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon, did either of those artists um, have any sort of history with you growing up? I honestly know. I never really got on the Boney Vare train. Um, and I know, like, I don't know how I really missed me, considering pretty much... Of like a significant probably quarter 
25% or so of my friend group was very into Bon Iver. It just never really, like, it, it missed me. The wave missed me. And then even less so with The National. I don't know if I could name a single song. I 100% agree about The National. I, not my, not my forte. I think even when we did the Evermore review, um, we noted that Aaron Desner was a lot more heavy-handed on that album, which right. is why it wasn't as much of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, people were saying is is very national focused, but Boney Vare was an artist where the the first um, the first album or EP or whatever it was, I really loved. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of got in this kooky, not kooky, but like this very experimental, like in the sound and the way that it came to life and just the whole overall, it, it felt very much like a shift in the musical tone that Bon Iver was trying to, to go after. Sure. And I listened to the albums. I never thought something like super incredible about them. And I never thought anything super bad about the newer albums. Um, they just kind of listened to them once or twice to go, I did it. Mm-hmm. And then it was over. But um, I definitely also was very excited because one of the things too is both Bon Iver and, well, uh, Justin Vernon, he sings or he does like his own singing stuff, but yeah. like Aaron Dessner is not really known for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually had a lot of features. A lot of features on this one. A lot of features by people that, some people I didn't know, some people I knew. Honestly, Taylor Swift, I think, might have been the only one I knew. Really? Yeah. Okay, so for me, there's a bunch Oh, Sharon... Van Etten. Yeah, I do know that name. I... Okay, me... I love me some Sharon Van Etten. Yeah. But I also love me some Fleet Foxes. Oh, okay. I've heard that name before. They are... They, like... They're so good. And, um... Have you ever seen them alive? I've never seen them live. Okay. There are so many artists that, like, I think when I was young and poor, or... Oh, I, I, God, those times, remember? Oof. No, thank you. I, I wish I would have been able to go to, like, more of these shows. Like, I feel like I might have mentioned on the podcast once already, but I went to um, Dashboard Confessional, maybe it was yes. two years ago. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, the most wild and out experience because it was, like, all <laughs> these songs that I grew up with and hearing them as an adult. And this guy is now, like... Probably in his mid forties, performing oh my these God, tunes. Can you imagine? And I'm just singing out every fucking word. J- Dashboard Confessional is not a Gen Z band. Absolutely not. That is for us and us only. Stay out, um, Billy. But, She's going to be collaborating with them soon, probably. Well, so a thing about Billy that I'm like, I don't know if you've noticed this too. I think we were gonna we were gonna be doing a Billy episode, and it just never came to fruition. Yeah, that's okay. Bye, Billy. Um, I, I liked the album, if that helps. I liked the album, too. There are some, I, that album had a lot of um, transitions in the middle of the song. Oh, yeah. Tons of that, which yeah. is sometimes fun, sometimes not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But whatever. But one of the things that I, I noticed about Billie Eilish, this latest album, is every corporation, company, music, everything was, like, all hands on deck for this Billie Eilish Happier Than Ever release, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it was everywhere. Everyone was doing things. And I I just remember, um, I think that Gen Z actually got, like, they were like, "Mm, we don't like her anymore. Interesting. I I think that Gen Z, I think they're still, they still probably, like, listen to the album, the whole thing, but I think that they were like, we're kind of over it. Oh, so fickle. 
Well, I think I think what the thing is for Gen Z is they want to be able to feel like the musician is authentic yeah. and feel like the connection with the musician is real. Mm-hmm. And so when you have this gigantic corporation putting on this, that, and the other thing for the album and this, that, and the other thing and the whole thing, mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, okay, well, there goes that authenticity. Right. How much of this is real? Right. And that album in particular, it's also about like, I'm over this Hollywood stuff and I feel so alone. Right. I don't know. And you're just playing into a girl. I don't know. Plus, there's a ton of pressure after your first album, like, sweeps the Grammys, right? You know? Yeah. So I'm sure they were just trying to, like, make sure the album did well. But, I mean, that's a tough spot. Success can bring some difficulties. And that's what we'll talk about with this episode. Yeah. (laughs) I know I can relate. You'll see that thread throughout this album. (laughs) It'll tie it all together. This episode's all about that. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, like, in terms of this type of music, is it something that you have, like, were you able to go, this sounds a lot like this, this, and this that I listened to growing up, or was this kind of just like, this was never my thing? No. um, I think even when I was in my more, like, alt-indie phase growing up, um... I was always into more, like, synthy-driven stuff, like The Killer's first album, um, The Bravery, uh, their first album. Um, The 1975. Very synthy. You know, I haven't listened to that full album. I'll have to give it a try. Oh, there's many albums. Yeah, I know. They're all good. The 1975 is so fucking good. But I didn't discover them until I was, like... Maybe two and a half years ago. Okay. Three years ago. How long have they been doing stuff? Since we were in high school. Oh. Yeah. So okay. they've been around. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so no, um, I, again, I had a, like a friend group in college that was very into this side of the house, like the bony bear kind of vibe. And for me, it was, all, I don't know if it was like too chill, but when you think about, like, if you know me... The words too chill might not be something that you'd think would be something I wouldn't be into. You know what I mean? I I do, but I don't. Yeah. Because I know your music background yeah. now from, from doing this for That's as many true. episodes as we have. That's true. I feel like you... Your bops are always like a little bit more of the uppities, the more of like, mm-hmm. let me wiggle to this. True. I do love a good driving beat. And you love a good driving beat. You like yeah. a, you like a song with a good beat. Absolutely. And you're not getting a lot of beats with this album. Yeah. 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 So I can feel that. I feel. Yeah. I feel like I this was. This type of music has always been the in and out of my life. Like there there are years that I'm like. This is my identity. That's how I was, especially like late high school, early college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I've not really been too far in the weeds. Now it's just like every once in a while they'll be like, like Ali and AJ's album is not the same as this, but I think right. that they you could find them both on similar playlists. Okay, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. those types of they're fun to listen to. They're fun to like kind of just. I think I told you. Overcast skies, working in the background, mm-hmm. like, that's, I think, the type of music, coffee shop, yeah, indie, yeah. 
So it's like a genre that you don't live in, but you're definitely comfortable making a visit to. I love making I love I love making a visit to um, to the indie coffee shop um, land love here that. and there. Love that. Okay. So when this album came on, I was actually working, um, and in that similar situation, it was not overcast. It was it was sunny out, but um, to me, going into the album like. It felt like a cohesive kind of through and through, mm-hmm. which is one thing that I, I I love about music. This was not an album for me where I was really like trying to dig in and dissect the lyrics. I don't know if you did any of that, but um, it felt very um, just background music, but it also was very, very enjoyable. And with there were many songs that I ended up kind of being like, okay, these are really cute and fun Mm -hmm. in terms of their sound. Um, And it just kind of was a little bit of a nostalgia journey for me. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Now, I didn't look up a lot of, like, reviews, or I actually didn't look up any reviews for this album or anything, but I have a feeling that this is the kind of stuff that critics would, like, orgasm over. I, you know what, I would actually, I would agree. I would agree, but I also... But I don't know why. I just have a... It's an intuition I have. I just have a feeling that they're, like, just obsessed with this for some reason. I want to look up uh, the Pitchfork review. Did Pitchfork review this? They they had to have, right? Don't they they review, like, all albums or what? Uh, They review a lot, especially the notable shit, you know? But, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they didn't. They might not have. I don't think they did. Well, they didn't review it. Maybe um, they're keeping us waiting. They that must be it. Um, <laughs> but maybe I mean I don't know. I think for me it was it was this album felt a lot more like Boney Vere first album. Oh, okay, okay. A lot more like piano kind of a uh, little bit of this, but it did have some synthy stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't really. I I don't know if I have too much more to say about the album because I don't think that there was much to say. I'll say that like in terms of the featured artists, Anais Mitchell, something about her voice didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for you. Interesting. Okay. Um, so like of the, the collaborations, I mean, besides Taylor Swift, we are very familiar with her. Um, who else did you really like, or was there anyone else who you didn't connect with as much? You know, you know what it was. I think, I think, honestly, Fleet Foxes was like the one that that uh, I was super excited about because when I was listening to the album, I was like, this sounds also very much like Fleet Foxes in terms uh-huh. of their essence and aura. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. Went there. I, I don't think the Sharon Van Etten song really landed Sharon Van Etten in terms of, like, her at all. Oh, okay. And, and her sound. Yeah. The other artists, though, honestly, I don't... I couldn't point them all out. I just remember the... Um, Anais had that very, like, nasally high voice. Yeah. And it just yeah. didn't do it for me. It wasn't your thing. It felt like... And I don't know her work really at all, but it felt... I remember listening to, um, I don't know if she's featured on one or two on the album, but I do remember the last song in particular on the album. It did feel like there was 
it was almost an element of like she was trying to fit into the vibe of the production work that they were going for and it didn't I it just for whatever reason I, I it stood out to me and yeah. not in a good way. Yeah. I don't know why. Um I, I can completely see that too. I don't know. In terms of this album, I think what's so weird is I, I listened to it the very first time and I was like, I could get into this album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to it again a couple times throughout the weekend. And today, as I was walking Prairie, just even like 45 minutes ago, yeah. I was like, there's, there's so much better stuff I'd rather be listening to. Right, right. And that's the hard part is like, it could just be I was, I'm not in the mood for it right now. A hundred percent. It could, and I do think this is, for better or for worse, this is a mood album. I think a mood for it. You gotta, you gotta have the right. Gotta you know, be in the right mood. And so I wasn't tonight. So I think like, for all intents and purposes, I'm gonna give this album a flop. Okay. Okay. And you were really excited for this one. I was excited you were for really it. Really excited for this one. Um, I, I think there's enough to be talked about with it that like, or at least like there's enough, all of the elements are there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't, didn't connect, but there will be, there are a couple songs that like, if I ever decide to make an indie coffee house playlist, it'll be on there then. It'll be on there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What about you? Um, so initially I... You know, I, wa- I wasn't not looking forward to reviewing this one. Um, it was just the moment that I jumped into the album, I I just had that feeling of, I don't think I'm the demographic for this one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't change as I went through the album. No. Yeah. I... There's just something about the arrangements of the music that... I didn't, none of the elements really hooked me in. There just wasn't that, that thing about the album that made me go, maybe I don't understand this right now, but this thing I can point to, and I think if I just give it a couple more tries, I'll get into it. Like, I might be able to understand it. And I never quite got to that point with this album. Yeah. And I kept finding little things that just kind of bugged me about it. Like, like again, the vocal features didn't really do too much for me. Um, and I noticed like in the lyrics, they like maybe one too many songs rely on this like repetition where they're taking a line and they're saying it over and over but just Mm -hmm. changing how it ends and to me that was like it was just something I noticed that really got under my skin and I was like oh god yeah 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 um but yeah so and I'm trying to think like I'm trying to put myself in the mind of like someone who would really like this album and I don't know how much me and that person have in common musically yeah, yeah, I <clears throat> I ended up um, tweeting out or something. I was like, "Is anyone listening to this?" And one of my friends from high school, uh, Marissa Hernandez, mm-hmm. she actually was my um, she had a big crush on me in the first grade. Uh-huh. 
Um, and when I was giving back massages, shout out Marissa Hernandez if you're wow. listening. First grade, you were already doing back massages? Yeah, first kiss was in first grade too to Essawag. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, slut. Yeah. I'm a slut. <laughs> what can I say? Um, these, this album very much feels like, like when she was like, oh, I'm listening to it, I was like, yep. Yes, you, you, this makes sense. This album is probably played on the current. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like this album's probably like I could see Rock the Garden getting Big Red Machine. Okay, RTG. You know, like that kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I don't think it's this. This album is for everyone. If you're not like into that type of music, it's just not going to be for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a flop for you too. It is a flop for me, unfortunately. And you know what? I really tried. I gave it my all. I did. I did. You Cause, did. Because, you know, I texted you after the first listen, and I was like, oh, girl, I'm not sure about this one, but I did I did put in the effort. I did. I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad that we're, we're trying to sometimes review albums that aren't always going to be the album for us. Right, and that's, that's kind of why we started this whole gig. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then we did a lot and of... And then we did a lot of pop stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really deviate too far too often, but you know what? But you know, some albums, The Chicks, I probably wouldn't have listened to that album. I wouldn't have. You know? You're right. I yeah. wouldn't have. And there's artists that I didn't know about going in, like King Princess. King Princess. Oh. And now love. I love. We love. And she's touring with Casey Musgraves. It's Muna, King Princess, Casey Musgraves. Oh, fuck. That is a lineup. That is a lineup. Yeah. I'd like, I'm so fucking excited. Okay. I have, a th- I have my, my therapist is at the same time as pre-sale goes on sale, and I'm like, oh, God, how am I going to do this? And she's like, are you distracted? What are you doing? I'm They'll like, understand. She, she better. A good therapist will understand that that will make you less um, in it, need of therapy. It'll bring me joy. Yeah, it'll bring me joy. Absolutely. Um, so we universally agreed that this album... Isn't for us. Not for us, guys. And and not just not just that. I would say like even putting myself into the position of like indie band indie album similar to this. I think this probably falls on the the bottom half of those two. Of like, mm. it's just missing some things. And there's right. there's there's things that just you're like this doesn't feel. And right. that's that says a lot. I think because like for me, this is pretty out of my wheelhouse to begin with. But for you, this is kind of a place where normally you don't mind being. Oh, I don't mind being here yeah. all the time. No. Yeah. Um. But there have to be some kind of moments where you're like, this this one didn't sound that bad. Yeah. Or did you, you know? I thought every song was at least a minute too long. That's okay. So that's out of things that I actually enjoyed about the album. This yeah. album is an hour and five minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's a long one, but it's not a long one in terms of tracks. Like it, yeah. it, it ends up just being. It ends up just being um, like four or five minute long tracks. So you're hundred percent right that it is fifteen songs. It's fifteen songs. Yeah. But like if you, if you do the math, that's like you do the math. It's a lot longer than. Most albums we're reviewing these days, where it's like oh, two minute, sure. three minute songs, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I appreciated that because it, it, to me that just shows that they're not trying to like figure out the Spotify algorithm. Yeah, that's fair. And they're choosing like how long you want the songs to be for like the purpose of the songs. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated those things. But now going into top bop. Yes. 
Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Yeah. Um, so mine came pretty early in the album. Um, I'm going to go with Reese, a track number two on the album. Well, let's give a quick listen to Reese, and we'll be right back. Let's do Yep, and uh, five to six minutes later, we're back. We're, we're back. We're doing it. We're doing it. Well, I'm more than that. Oh. Well, I'm more than that. Well, I'm more, more than that. Well, I'm more than that. I won't belabor the point. But it's somewhere in the middle. Something about the middle. middle I'm not going to belabor it again. Middle, middle, middle. Yeah, so I don't really have a profound reason for choosing this one. I just, you know... I think the song has a very pleasant melody, a very pleasant beat. It's I good. love... It's good in the background. I yeah. love the piano in the background. Yes. Like, I think that the piano, yes. just the... It's consistent. I feel like it's probably the same melody the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that did it for me. That's one of the things I liked about it. Right. And I liked Boney Bear's vocals... Yes. Kind of doing the Bon Iver thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciated that. Um, <clears throat> but you're, like, you're right about this album that, like, I was reading the lyrics as we were going through, and there's, we usually have, like, profound movement, like, at some point. Right. Nothing. Like, it, I feel like he is speaking about some really like a moment in his life or something in a very abstract way that I will never understand unless I'm sitting down with him and he's like, walk me through. We need the, we need the big red machine long pond pond sessions on Disney plus. Yeah. Whereas like sometimes when we've reviewed stuff, um, you like, maybe you'll choose a song that I'm like, mm-hmm. and then we'll sit down and listen to it with the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, I totally see what they're doing now. Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't know if any of the songs on, on this album are, are going to do that. No, no. Yeah. But I will say that I, my top bop, I was able to at least, I think, figure out what the song's supposed to be about, which uh-huh. is something. So, well, um, what is it? my top bop is, it's, Obviously, I had to choose a song that I've been saying. I kept been saying Fleet Foxes, Fleet Foxes. It's the song featuring Fleet Foxes called Phoenix. Okay. It's um, the yeah. third song, so it's right after Reese. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say about this album before we go into the, um, the a little listen, a little listen mm-hmm. is I feel like the first half is way more stacked than the second half in terms of like where oh. the it gets. 10,000. There's moments near the end where you're like, I'll just turn this off. Um, Okay, we're going to go, we're going to go listen to um, Phoenix and we'll be right back. And we're back. Mm -hmm. Um, I, this, I like, I like that song a lot. Like, I think the, the way that, um, whoever the Fleet Fox, Flat Foxes guy is and Bon Iver, Justin Vernon's, like, voices work together. They yeah. just sound so good. And um, in terms of the the lyrics, at least the Bon Iver side of it, I very much got where it was, like, I told myself I was going to, like, be done in having kind of emotions. Mm. But then he kind of, like his heart changed shape, like you can't control your feelings and you kind of just have to ride them. And sometimes that's just how it goes. Um, I think it kind of felt like to me, it was a back and forth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And the other person was like, how do you stay in that tower? <clears throat> how does the, how does your wheel turn hour uh, by hour or whatever else? Kind of just saying like, you're moving on, but my heart's, or like you're moving, or like seems so kind of stoic about it, but my I keep moving around. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I really like the vocal combination. I think their styles work really well together. Um, it it was a very pleasant listen. I, I did like that song. Yeah, it was it was a good one. Yeah, um, sure. Going into Biggest Flop, mm, yeah. is there a song that just really grinded your gear more than the rest? Mm, I mean, I will say I, I tried to, like, do some research on this featured vocalist, and, like, I couldn't find hardly a thing on this person. Whoever is doing their SEO has really got to step up their game. Step it up. But um, between the song itself and the production and the vocal stylings, I just really was not a fan of the song Easy to Sabotage featuring Name. Yeah, I that was the song I was just finishing my, my walk on. Um, yeah. I can't remember too much about it, but... I just remember imagine. listening, and the beat itself was there. Oh, it felt very grating. And his his he's a rapper, and his vocal styling is similar to that of like Lil Wayne, but a little less extreme. Where their vocals are just distorted to the nth degree. Yeah, and I truly don't understand the pairing because I think in a, like. In, a, in their own element, like, a CD that they made, it would probably make sense, and maybe I'd appreciate it more, but for this project, I just truly did not understand. Well, I would say that, like, Bon Iver is, like, one of, he's, like, the king of, like, indie pop, change your voice. Like, I feel like his yeah. voice is, like, very auto-tuned. Would you not agree? Oh, it is. But I think it's, the, the genre mm. of it yeah. is opposite ends of the field. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. No disrespect to the vocalist. No disrespect. Yeah. Um, How about you, Aaron? What was yours? Yeah, like I said, the the album really starts off, I think, very strong. Um, even through the Taylor Swift songs, I was like, okay, I, I get this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then the Ghost of Cincinnati comes. Oh, yeah. I wasn't a fan either. It... it it truly felt like um, we just fell off a cliff a little bit in terms of, okay, well, um, this is different and I don't like it. And um, yeah. please tell me this is just a, a blip. But then there were more blips. Um, I think you're right about that part in the album. It just, it it was remarkably like, oh gosh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just have to, I have to, to give it to that one for kind of ruining the album a little bit for me. Um, sorry to Cincinnati. Sorry to Cincinnati. I love you. Um, so Simon, mm-hmm. time to talk about our single obsession. Ah, uh, yes. Hopefully a light in your week. I don't know about you, but it was for me. Very, very much light in my week. Good. Um, so this week, um, I've been listening to a group called Crystal Castles. Like, they've been around for a while. They're disbanded mm-hmm. now because they're... Their producer guy, the guy who does their beats, is like a total asshole accused of sexual assault. It's a whole thing. However, the vocalist we stand, her name is Alice Glass. We support, we love. We, we love. So I've been going back through their discography, just kind of remembering what 
the time was like when she was a vocalist with them and when things were, were you know. They were different. They were different. Um, and there's a song by Crystal Castles called Celestica, which is just this haunting, beautiful, melancholy song that I just, it's one of my favorite songs ever. It's just, uh, it gives me all the emotions, everything. I can listen to it over and over and over again. I love. Yeah. How about you? Um, so for me, I, um, I'm going to this music festival next weekend. So by the time this episode comes out, I think it'll be over, but it's called Bottle Rock and there's this artist called Chromeo. Yes, we love. That I was going to go to a Chromeo DJ set here in Minneapolis, but that was like the weekend I found out I had COVID. Oops. So wasn't able to go to that one, but like that going up to that concert, I was very excited for the DJ set. I was like, they are like disco dance funky beats mama yeah and uh now i'm going to go see him this weekend and there's a song called clorox wipe they they made this out al- or this like i don't know if it's an album or an ep or what you want to call it because half the songs are just in- instrumentals of the second like okay. it just is like literally five songs and then the instrumentals of the five songs probably an ep yeah. we'll, we'll call it we'll call it whatever it is yeah. but uh, there's a song called clorox wipe that is just like such disco fun beats i'm gonna I have just to listen to that lo- like I think I'm actually looking forward to Chromeo somehow more than I'm looking forward to Miley Cyrus, and we all know how much oh I love Miley God, Cyrus. I love Miley. Um, no, I'm like I've been a casual fan of Chromeo for a long time, and I haven't heard that song, so I'm definitely going to check that you, out. You got to check it out for sure. Um, so, final thing, um, Simon, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram just on the weekends now. Just on the weekends. She she uh, you know she has some self control these days. Yeah, she does. Um, at the realist Simon. Uh, and yeah, that's about it, actually. How about you? Um, you can find me, uh, at the Aaron on pretty much all socials. Um, and then you can find our podcast at Bopper Flop Podcast on Instagram. Um, it does exist. Thank you listeners for, um, for following. We will, uh, be, I think we said last week that we're going to be updating our, um, yeah. our cadence so it's a lot easier more manageable mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. whenever we get on that on track it'll be a lot easier for it's us to going do. to be great it's going to be great yes um right. but follow us there and then obviously just continue uh writing reviews on uh apple podcasts yeah. um tell your friends about us yeah. if there's an album that you want us to be reviewing or if you want to be a host or a guest guest on an episode you never never say never reach out maybe the stars will align could happen for you. We could launch you to stardom. Might not happen, too. There might be... It might not happen. <laughs> yeah. But you never know. Don't quit your day job. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, well, Simon, this was so fun. It was so nice to see you. So nice to see you, too. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. Let's do it again soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.